0: Welcome everyone and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so glad to be with you guys today. And I tell you guys, we are in fall now. Can you believe it? We're getting ready for fall and before long it'll be winter, it'll be Christmas time, and just we'll start a new year all over again. It is crazy to think we are in October right now here in Alabama and probably where you are in your neck of the woods. Hey, I'm sure it's actually shifting and changing for you as well. So, But I'm glad. I'm glad that we have a, a season. So I'm glad we have changing every year and every season because it helps us to be able to recalculate our own lives, right? It helps us to recalculate our own lives to say, when I see this season change, maybe that's a sign for me to change. Maybe it's a sign for me to be more open, uh, maybe more open-minded. Maybe we're open to the new things of the Spirit. Maybe new things of how you think. And so I'm excited because seasons tend to prophesy to us. They really tend to speak volumes of messages to us to say, if I shift, you should shift as well. In fact, we should shift more than the seasons do, right? We should be able to be people that are always on top, always changing, always shifting, always Receiving, always giving, always producing, always living a life that just sort of like the wind where people don't know if we're coming or going. Why? Because that's what the body of Christ does, is where people that actually shifts and we shift with uh, with the timing of God. And to where that way people look at us and they say, Man, we, we don't know half the time what's going on with their life in their lives because they're always producing and manifesting and 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 getting this and getting over here and moving over here and doing this. And I love that. I love that about us because we should be the people that's always moving and shifting. And so so anyway, just remember that today. Every time you see a season shift and change, you think to yourself, This is this is prophetic. This is telling me that I should make a change today within my mindset. So I I'm excited today to be with you guys, as always, and I'm excited because this month in October, I decided to write a book on a really important subject that I believe has been the number one cause of everybody, everybody on this planet, and that is what's holding you back. And I want you to think about that. The name of the book is "What's Holding You Back." Those of you on the Book of the Month program, you have already gotten your book, or you should be getting it any time now, and your ebook as well to your email. But those who are not, man, you desperately need to get this book. This is not just about you know people in ministry. This is about people in life. This is about getting the new job, the family, the trips, the vacations, the the financial gain, the every the friendships. It's everything. There are so many things in your life that are holding you back from reality reality how god sees your reality and that is prosperous and motivating and encouraging and always expanding always be able to get god's favor and god's blessings and so guess what my question to you today would be what is truly holding you back and a lot of times people will look at me and say well you know what it's the devil The devil's holding me back well that's nice and wonderful but on but can i be honest with you guys when i say this to you that's not biblical and you might say, well, Jeremy, you see a lot of times that, you know, things that people say about the devil are not biblical. And I'm like, you're right. You know why? Because I've done research. It's not biblical. Nowhere do you find the disciples saying, man, the devil's holding me back. You know, in the sense of, of, you know, it's demonic warfare. No, it's not. What's holding you back is what the Bible says. Your carnal mind is holding you back. And your carnal mind tends to get comfortable with paradigms that literally keep you in bondage. And so bondage doesn't come from the devil. Bondage comes from yourself, from the mind that you possess. When we should possess the mind of Christ that, that shifts us and awakes us and moves us into a new place to live. And moves us in a new place of being. In him we live, we move, we have our being. In Christ there's movement. In Christ there is peace, there is tranquility, but there's also power. And there's there's what? There's power to move. There's power to motivate. There's power to create. And so the mind of Christ is where we need to be. But our stubborn mind has these paradigms that tend to hold us back. That that lets us know, hey, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm going to stay comfortable right now. I'm going to remain where I am because that's where I should be right now in my life. And yet when people ask you, well, why are you there? You'll say, well, because you know what? It's where I am right now. In other words, what you should be saying is, it's because it's comfortable for me. It's comfortable for me. There's nothing new on the sign, so I don't want anything new. And guess what? Before long, that bread becomes molded. And when it becomes molded, you become molded. And so what that means is all of a sudden, all the newness is no longer presenting itself to you. It just took you a while to catch up that you haven't got anything new in a long time. Are you with me? Think about that. When we get comfortable and we say, all is well, all is going great. We look at this and we say, we say to ourselves, hey, you know what, in this world, you know, of, of, of all these changes, I'm just going to stay put. I'm going to stay where I am. And that's fine. That's dandy. And that's wonderful. However, you were a person created to be changed and to be changed because you're a person of change. You're a person that changes and you don't realize you are as far as your body, your skin, your you know your organs, your blood. I mean, everything about you changes. Why not your mindset? Why not your lifestyle? And so when we get comfortable in our lifestyle and we think, man, all is well right now, you know, the old saying sometimes can be true. If it's, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And that is partially true. However, a lot of times we get comfortable and yet we think, well, everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm not going to, I'm not going to budge. Like I'm going to stay right here. And here's, here's where the problem lies that sounds wonderful for now but what happens is when when time goes on and you see changes happen and occur with other people and you see prosperity coming and you see abundance you see health coming or you just see just change in general God's favor God's blessings come upon these people or and you're like man these people are manifesting you know uh, you know thinking these new things and manifestations you know are coming left and right and all of a sudden it catches up to you wait a minute you know what it's been a while since anything's happened to me and all of a sudden when you think well wait a minute nothing new has been happening to me everything has been sort of calm and peaceful and all of a sudden your brain awakens your spirit awakens to say nothing new has been happening you know I haven't even found God's favor in a long time and and everything's sort of steel and then it catches up with you does it not And you're like wait a minute hold on oh my gosh I must be under attack nothing's producing nothing's happening no you just haven't you just haven't sown in a while so therefore you're not reaping anything Hello? And when you get comfortable and you don't find yourself sowing, then you can't expect to be to be reaping. And so what happens is, when you get comfortable in where you are in your life, it might sound great, it might feel great, but even during those times where everything is all is well mentality, everything's going good, you still should be sowing. Sowing into whatever it is got to be sowing in, which should be something new constantly. Because it doesn't mean that you the time in the world is going to stop for you, because you're Comfortable and everything's going good. It means that you still should be sowing your time, your energy, your muff- your your money, your efforts, your you know whatever it is. Servanthood. You should still be sowing during those times of peace because, guess what? When that time of peace is coming to a close, you have nothing to reap. Nothing at all. Wow, you're with me? And all of a sudden you look and you think to yourself, oh, I must be under attack. Nothing's going on. No, you're not under attack. You just didn't use wisdom enough to realize you didn't you did not sew in your time of being comfortable. And now you're expecting you're now you're ready for change. Here's the problem with us. We get in this place and we say, now I'm ready for change. Now I'm ready for something new. And guess what? Nothing's gonna happen at that moment and I can promise you I've spoken to hundreds if not thousands of people throughout the years who tell me the same story. Well you know what? I'm hungry now for something new. I'm ready for some change now. And all of a sudden, you come to this realization, this revelation that you are, and guess what? It's not happening. You're like, oh my gosh, you know what? Here I am hungry for something new, and it's not happening. Oh, the devil's attacking me now. No. God can look at you and say, well, during your, your field of when you were comfortable, you steal, you stopped sowing. So how on earth are you going to reap when you haven't sown into a field just because you were at peace and you were comfortable? Right? Devil's probably looking somewhere looking and look at you thinking, man, come on, seriously? How you know come on, do you use your brain? Use your brain, dude. <laughs> you know, he knows the word better better than that. And that and that's because we don't we tend to cease sewing. You never stop sewing, folks. You never stop sewing. You never stop sewing during the good, the bad, or the ugly. Sewing is a constant. <laughs> A, a consistency in your life, and when things are going good, people tend to slow down without sowing people tend to slow down without serving and giving of themselves and their time and their energy and their and their efforts and and so what happens is then when they think they 're ready for it, it doesn 't happen because right when they think they 're ready for it, what happens is guess what nothing 's going to budge nothing's going to happen. And it's not because of the devil, it's because you stopped sowing in a season, and so what do you think you're going to reap in this new season? So a new season can come upon you, but nothing new is going to happen in that season, because you ceased from sowing. So when you deal with what's what's holding you back, number one, I'm going to talk a lot this month on this book, a lot this month on this book, in this podcast, and also on my Facebook and my um, Instagram Lives on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, because the main thing I want people to understand is, number one, the number one subject today we're talking about is you gotta sew. Even in your times of peace and even your times of being comfortable. Because if you don't, and here's the key thing. It's not even about that moment. So you think, well I don't need to sow because I don't need anything right now. I don't need any change. Nothing's happening right now. So I don't really need to sew. Sewing is not for your now moment, folks. Sewing is for your future. Sewing is for the next season. And so when people say, well you know what, I'm going to, and here's, here's what people do with the ministry. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Here's what people do within this ministry. Well you know what, this season I don't have a lot of money to So, so I'm stopping. I'm stopping. You know, maybe giving. uh, You know, financially, or I'm. I'm going to pull back on. You know, paying this over here, or I'm going to pull back. And I get that completely. We've all been there, done that, totally. But you have to remember, life is not not yours to be able to make those decisions. Life is God's in you, working in you, and through you. And realizing that He understands that faith is where you should live. And faith says, look, when you when you when you are going through financial time, that's your main time to actually sow more seed. And when you're going through your good times of being comfortable, that's still your main time of sowing seed. And when things are going a little rough and and, 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 and just sort of you know teeter-tottering on, on not really knowing the surety of what's happening in your life, that's still a time to sow. So sowing should be a constant flow for you. You can't expect a constant flow of reaping in your life if there's not a constant flow of, of sowing. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. You you don't have the luxury to take off a season and say, well, I don't have a lot of money this season, so I'm going to I'm going to you know not sow a lot this season. Well, then God's going to say, well, what happens in the next season when you feel things you know you're ready for change and you feel like okay, well this this is over. It's it's like saying this. It's like saying, okay, COVID came on the planet and guess what it took a long lot longer to recover from covid because businesses ceased to exist or ceased to flow you know people pull back their money and so it took the world a little longer to get back into the groove of things because they quit sewing and the economy gets bad think about it. when when people you know when you when you look at republicans or democrats here's a key thing when people say we've got to pull back our money because you know uh economic crisis coming Well, you know, that is the dumbest thing you can ever do because anybody in the right mind understands and knows that when economy gets bad, it gets bad because people hold their money. When the economic system of our nation versus other nations on this planet need to have a constant flow of finances flowing. I gave you a great example, even recently. You know, if many of you have heard of Taylor Swift, which which you would have to be hiding under a rock not to hear of the name Taylor Swift, right? But you think of Taylor Swift, one of the biggest pop stars today. Right? And yet her concerts, the Eros Tour, was so powerful that in it sold so many thousands and thousands of tickets that it actually affected the nation's economy good. It affected it good. Did you know that? You can look it up. It actually, a concert from one person affected our nation and gave a little boost in our economic system. In our country because you know what you know why you know why you know economists and people always look towards Christmas as well because Christmas is the time people spend their money and when people spend and we have a dynamic powerful Christmas where, where there's millions of dollars flowing you know through our hands and through stores and, and and shopping malls and all these and Amazon and everything else guess what it boosts economy you know so even the world system as crazy as it's as it is and, and very faulty but even our even the system of our of, of our country and, and really of our world even understand that when you stop giving you are hurting economy. Come on folks. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand this. And so when we think about our us personally, the kingdom of God flows the exact same way when it deals with don't stop giving. Because, because your economy within your world, within your sphere of influence, actually will cease when you stop to give. And so you actually you're asking for your own economic crisis your own economic crash in your own personal life when you cease to give well money's not money's tight right now so I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop giving you're causing your crashing to become worse you're actually prophesying a deeper crash for yourself. Come on, folks. Check it out all through the Bible. You know, Elijah comes to this town. You know, this woman's like, hey, look, we have no money. Of course, anybody, you know, think about it. anybody in the right mind. I look at this lady. I'm thinking, lady, you must have been really bad off because she's like, I'm going to make this last dish. My, I mean, my son and I are going to eat it. And we're going to die. I'm like, well, there's some positive thinking for you, lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come on. She must have been she must have been the lowest point ever. And so, you know, but but. But yet Elijah was pressuring her to say, I tell you what, you take that. You make me some food. You make me some food. In other words, he was stretching her to give more, to quit getting out of that scarcity mentality, to, to quit, you know, uh, putting herself in that fear mode because it's not wisdom. When people say, well, it's wisdom. I gotta, I gotta quit giving. I got, you know, to ministries. I gotta quit giving to the church. I gotta, I gotta pull back. You know, there's some things in life you need to quit buying. Absolutely. You know, when the economy's economy is not going good for you personally, no, you don't go out and say, I'm going to buy me a brand new Lexus, right? No, you're not, you're not going to go out and say, I'm going to buy me a $500 shirt or pair of pants. <laughs> you know, wisdom would say you don't need to be doing that. But yet wisdom would also say, but you don't need to stop your economic flow as well because you, because the kingdom of God in which you're from, having, um, having an automatic... An automatic um, power connected to your giving, connected to your to your sowing. And so the kingdom of heaven is connected to your sowing. And so your economic system of what's holding you back needs to be in a, in a state to say, in fact, I'm going to give even more this season when I don't have it. and Or either just kind of still giving what you've normally been given. So you have to think logically, kingdom heavenly logic, not worldly logic, but even once again, Even once again, the world's logical thinking even will tell you, you know, hey, we rely on how much people give for our economy to be boosted or crashing in our nation. So I want you to think about that, folks. All right. So so today, the number one thing I mentioned today and what's holding you back in this podcast is sowing and reaping. If you want your life to be effective and powerful, you cannot afford to stop sowing because you cannot afford to not reap as well. Right, and doesn't doesn't rely on your now moment. It relies on your future. I don't sow now because hey, today I need to go at five o'clock. And I need to, I need to fill my gas my car up full of gas. Uh, you know I don't say I'm going to sow today to where tomorrow morning I can be able to reap a million dollars in my bank account or a thousand dollars from from Joe Blow down the street writing me a check. Well, that that's not going to happen, folks. it's that, not it's not a magic pill, a magic spell where you wave a wand and, and it wham, it just happens. No, I sew because my next season depends on it. My next season depends on not then. My next season depends on me now because I'm projecting. A watchman on the wall, the Bible says this, a watchman on the wall stands on the wall and watches in advance down the road what's coming that way. So when you think of a prayer warrior, a watchman, well, guess what? They stand on the, on the, on the wall and they watch ahead. And so even, even, even biblically, when it deals with prayer warriors, they don't, they're not concerned about the now moment. A true watchman will look into the future and say, hey, we know what's coming. We know what's happening. Prophecy the same thing. We know what's about to happen. We've got to make a change. We've got to make a shift. And so because of that, we've got to begin to, to pray now for what is coming ahead. Right? So why is your money any different? Why is your sowing and reaping of your energy and your servanthood and your time given to people, why is that any different? It's not. Quit making it different. Let it flow like everything else should flow. See ahead of the game. See ahead to say, I cannot afford to not give. I, I, I've got to be able to give now because my season coming up depends on it. So, alright. So. I'm going to encourage every one of you right now. This is just one of many points we're going to discuss during this month when we deal with what's holding you back, which is my brand new book. So I want to encourage you go to the website identitynetwork.net and you can click on to purchase the book, or you can click on to um, to download the the book as an ebook. I would encourage you just to download the ebook if you want to, because I really want you guys to have it this month to be able to start on it and read it. Because I'm telling you. I have known for years. Nothing holds me back. If Jeremy wants it, Jeremy's going to get it. That's just how it is. And I'm not bragging or anything. It's because I know that I refuse to st- to not um, pull back. I refuse for scarcity, you know, on any level, spiritually, socially, naturally, to be able to come upon me because I know the principles of God's kingdom works and that is I cannot afford to not give. I have to be able to give of my servanthood, my energy, my time, my money, my effort. That's what God is requiring of me every moment of every day for the rest of my life. And I'm always blessed because of it. So please, folks, go right now to the website. Download this book or buy the book. You guys would be blessed from it. All right. Once again, IdentityNetwork.net. And the name of the book is What's Holding You Back. If you want to order the book, you can also call our office and talk to my team, my staff. 205-362-7133. That's 205-362-7133. And we'll be glad to be able to uh, sell you the book or the ebook or maybe both. All right? So have a blessed, wonderful day. And as always, I close with this because it's so relevant, it's so true, and it's so powerful. If you don't like your day, change your thoughts, and you'll change your life. God bless.